0: Rebels brought to you by templeofgeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at templeofgeek.com. Welcome to the retro rebel Gamecast, where we discuss gaming and related topics retro rebel is released fridays and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com or wherever you download your favorite podcast you can also follow us on facebook and instagram at retro rebel podcast my name is stacy and amanda's punching her computer
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> what's going on inside joke yes yeah. uh no
1: it's all good we finally finally a foundation to make this happen technologically where i'm not in 1985 and it's synced with my real movement it's crazy it's real happening this, it's happening this for is, everyone
0: this is really happening if you if you only knew uh <laughs> the hoops the hoops we've jumped through um excellent so uh before before the other shoe drops and something catastrophic happens what have you been playing <laughs>
1: Um, well, uh, last time I had downloaded best fiends, I have now deleted best fiends and I feel like that's one small step for me taking control over my life. wallet yes before yep. I accidentally spend money that I shouldn't on a game that isn't even good that's um, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, It just I sort of got to the point where I was like I'm not actually enjoying this like I'm playing this out of a sense of obligation like and it was sending me text messages like you know like push notifications where it was like oh like log in and do your daily we haven't seen you for a
0: while come back yeah
1: i hate that i hate it so i was like no i'm deleting you um so that's good because i stopped playing that game which is not a really good game and uh bad though because that means that i've only played werewolf and dungeons and dragons so i haven't actually played any video games i have played only tabletop games um but although my partner was here for a while this is true yeah he was playing doom 64 so i got to sort of experience that over the old shoulder um
0: doom 64 well that's not necessarily a new title
1: it's true <laughs> but it's a it's a classic one and actually like i forgot sort of how ingeniously that it was designed you know like how it makes you backtrack, but in ways that don't seem very tiresome. You know, I think actually some modern games could benefit from getting doomed a little bit.
0: Right. Yeah. Some of the, well, I think a lot of games can, I mean, that would be a great episode is just looking at some of the, and maybe we'll do that uh, where we just look at some of the innovations that older games did that uh, I think, and they, and they made a small space, uh, just seem much larger you had to backtrack that whole the whole metroidvania or the metroid portion of that where you're having your some parts are locked to you and, and so on and so forth but part of that was due to the limitations of the software And now that you don't have those limitations they start creating these giant games that uh, are overwhelmingly uh, involved I guess I mean there's so much to do uh, that that uh, I mean it can be daunting is is uh, i think a good way to put it and i think at worst case scenario it's overwhelming to the point that you wouldn't even play it Uh, yeah so i agree 100 percent. there's a lot of stuff i think that they could learn from some of the older innovations uh that you know it it ain't broke or or uh, you know so don't necessarily have to fix it just for the sake of change you know Mm. so yeah well i have i have been playing uh actually i I got elden ring so i got elden ring (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I and, and I learned a lot about myself after that game. I should have known this, but it is it's an evolution I think of of gamers in general. I think we've talked about it on the show before, but just the idea that um, with time and responsibility and relationships and whatever else, our gaming tastes change, our time changes, our ability to even dedicate ourselves to uh, you know to to committing to a, a giant, open world game like something like this um you know it changes and so yeah. it's not that Elden Ring's a bad game in fact I loved Bloodborne and I was terrible at it terrible absolutely terrible it's I'm that I'm the worst at that game than I am at any other game and I don't know how to say that better than that but I'm I'm fucking terrible <laughs> at it I'm terrible at it and I never I'm embarrassingly bad at it and like like to the point that I never got out of the first area Right. and 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 i played it for hours like double digit hours and never got out of it and but it was fun and that was the thing about it which is almost it's it's very confusing it is a brutally and even elden ring as far as i'm concerned is is a demon souls or a dark souls game uh, i know it's made by from software and it was on my list for today for games that i wanted to play in 2022 uh and i've checked that box uh and i will continue to play it but i you know, I'm just not very good at it. So, <laughs> and now it's an open world game where I can see the enemies that are absolutely going to wreck me if I go over <laughs> in that direction. Uh, and they do, you know, and they do. And I've gone over there. And you
1: story. do it anyway, you go over there.
0: And we'll get, I'll talk more about it when we get to our topic, but there's uh, it's, it's, it's a beautiful game. It's a beautifully dark and dreary game, uh, that, um, you know, is everything that people who enjoy Dark Souls games would want. It is a little bit more accessible, uh, but uh, definitely it's, it's just not my, it's, I'm not the demographic for it. It's just, it's not a game I'm ever even going to sniff completing. I'm not even going to finish it. I won't even get close. Uh, I'm, I don't even think I'm going to get the money out of it that I paid for it. Like, I don't know that I'm going to play it that much. Um, but it is, it is a, it's an incredible game, you know? So, I mean, and I can say that objectively unbiased, I'm not good at it. I'm never going to finish it. It is a good game. You know, it's a good game in that it's, it's everything it says it is it's I'm bad at it because I can't be consistent enough or disciplined enough to get better at the fights because the fights are fair. I mean, it's like, for the most part, for, you know, the, if you can figure out the mechanics of the fight, and you can, you have the discipline to, to, to do it uh, and to, and to not make <laughs> sometimes even one mistake uh, then, you know, then you can, then you'll be, but I can't do that. I get distracted. No, I hate
1: I, that trash. That's my that ADD does around. not
0: permit it. So, you know, and I get real tense and I get real stressed about it. And then I don't react like I'm supposed to. And, and uh, I get wrecked. So I did not get good. I got wrecked.
1: Uh. <laughs> excellent
0: yeah so anyway that's what i've been playing so uh and it is it it, and it's good so uh anybody that was on the fence for it if you like demon souls games it's it's good good stuff so that brings us to the news you know you got any news i have a little bit
1: I, i do have some news so uh earlier uh in february you would have seen that people who like myself were fools and purchased steampunk 2077 uh, for last generation consoles, they got a lovely patch update and the steampunk twenty seventy seven, which was supposed to be available for next gen platforms on release, is cyberpunk, now
0: right, cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Said, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: What, what do I keep saying? Steampunk? Uh, see,
0: uh, steampunk.
1: Oh, okay. Well, it the game's terrible. So actually, doesn't I don't matter. even care. It doesn't so, matter. Yeah. Fine um it now uh has a free trial play on ps5 and xbox series x that just completed um at the end of february um to sort of celebrate their launch for the next generation consoles um i don't care (laughs) do you know like i don't think anyone should care because the problem in my opinion is not the bugs or the issues with problematic graphics or glitches or whatever that was never the problem my problem is with the ending and i don't think too many people have actually completed that game in order to understand that no matter how pretty it looks the ending is rushed trash right yeah like it's empty meaningless rush trash it's the worst ending and i've looked at what other endings you could have got in my opinion is the same although i did map ha- in to get the worst one but there, there are some <laughs> that are i guess worse even
0: worse technically
1: yeah so i don't i in fact i don't think that a game needs to be free from bugs to be good that
0: skyrim skyrim has shown that you
1: know yeah skyrim has loads of bugs and they're charming and funny like if if anything um i think people should generally hold game developers to the fire for telling a story that doesn't have a reasonable ending for the amount of effort that you put into i mean i completed everything but the car races everything i could get my hands on in that game um and you know to get rewarded with the sloppiest ending in history you know and and i i don't believe that you should return games once you've played them or whatever but that is the one game that i've returned so i don't care that it's come to next generation consoles it, it was supposed to launch with those consoles so it's sort of shocking that it wasn't available um right, and i right. don't think i was following that fact so now everyone's aware <laughs>
0: well and 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 we talked about it before on the show but uh you know the the development of that particular game uh it did go through some changes and so the ending actually makes sense if you followed and if you were tracking uh what ended up happening overall with that so um things had to be cut because things some things were rushed the entire perspective changed i mean they did a whole lot of whole lot of things where the story took a back seat so that's unfortunate, but to be honest, I mean, I did buy it. I didn't get my money back, but I have not turned it back on since, I don't know, December or whenever, you know? Yeah. So Of
1: like, what, 2020? Yeah,
0: yeah. way back then. Like, it's been a year I had not played it, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's absolutely, yeah, it's, it's absolutely disgusting. But what is, I think, even more disgusting is the fact that uh, Nintendo is doing a Nintendo And shitting on their legacy as they like to do. Um, So, if you wanted to own classic Nintendo games for the Wii U or the 3DS, forget it. It's literally not going to be possible. The stores are shutting; they're not gonna support them anymore. And online is going like they intend for Switch online to be the only delivery method going forward. They will force people domination.
0: I'm not saying that I'm. Advocating it, but they are gonna force people to pirate. So um I I just don't
1: understand why you would take so so let's say the game doesn't cost you like it doesn't cost them anything anymore. The like server space to host a game is like nothing, I would assume, versus like the profits. And if you have it on the store available for sale still, then people may still buy it. I mean, I'm not looking at the reports and things. But if no one was interested in these games, I mean, no one at all, then no one would care about this story. But it's actually, like, received a fair bit of criticism, you know, for this move. And I do feel like if Nintendo can get away with it, then everybody is going to do it. Like, it's Xbox is already faith. positioned to do that. Like, it's
0: in bad faith In in for the fans. Absolutely. And as a an Nintendo fan, someone, lifelong Nintendo fan, uh, I'm absolutely, I'm disappointed. It's, this is one of the places that they have continued to fail for more than a decade since they've had the capability The we used or the Wii was the first time that they ever got this right to any degree, hmm. I think, uh, cause that was the first time they were really able to offer some of those, you know, the back backlog, the, the, uh, original titles, you know, the, those, those, uh, NES and, and super NES games, it's the first time they ever were able to do that. Where people didn't have to have a cartridge for it. Now they could actually download games, and um, and then the next iteration, none of those were transferable. You had to buy them again. And then the next iteration, they were trying to do the same thing, and and or the, go into this other this other platform, and uh, all, and and then those servers were shut down. Once you went to the next platform, and so you didn't have access to them, and and so you forced people to, to try to find other means, and and to and third-party developers to come up with cartridges now. So I mean, there's there are a number of those companies that are actually producing hard copies of some of these games, but you know, I've heard a number of people uh, and watched some videos, just on the ter- in terms of history and preservation, you know, uh, of the medium, you've basically made it to where. If you were born, I don't know, in the last 12 years and, and you get to, you you know, you get to become an adult and if you enjoyed gaming at all and you wanted to go back and find there's a good chance that you would never, that no one would have that, that there would be no access to some of these games they would be forgotten forever. And I know that's a small thing. It's a first world problem, but it does seem uh, tragic that uh, some of this work, uh, some of these classics, some of these, you know, what. I would consider, uh, you know, the original uh, best representation of art, I guess, of the time. Like, there were some really good games in the Nintendo era that were that were uh, memorable and replayable, and and some people even have speed runs. They do a lot of things. There's there's just a lot to that that's lost now that you don't have access to it and and they're they've limited it to the point and have control over it i just i don't understand like i just don't understand yeah. what they're doing
1: and i think didn't playstation just do the same thing like a month ago and yeah and take yeah. about a thousand games So like you're not going to be able to access any which
0: and a lot of those were trash but i mean but still there were a lot of good ones you know it's the the principle really is yeah and i was looking for a thumb drive i mean basically all nintendo games could fit on like a 500 meg uh, thumb drive like all ever and maybe the super nintendo too. like all of both of those generations could fit on a thumb drive it's It's just incredible and and the fact that that takes up no space and they could print money I would buy some of those games again. You know, I'd be like I'd, yeah. I'd buy Super Mario 3 or this or that yeah. or whatever these games are.
1: But they could put it on like a single like collectors thing and be like, "Hey, we're shutting the store. Anybody right. who wants to get this, like this is like the last chance. We're going to bundle them all together. You can have every single game." You know what I mean? Like Yeah. I think that would probably spur purchases from people who If you who were
0: if you're greedy, combos. if you're greedy, yeah. all <laughs> if you you're have greedy,
1: to like Stacy
0: well, I mean, I'm saying if you're greedy like Nintendo, if you're greedy and you wanted money, you're printing money. Yeah. Partition it out one at a time, they'll still buy it. Yeah. You know, and sell them for $3, $5 a piece. You're still, people are still going to buy it. And yeah. the fact that you're not, I, I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. The fact that you wouldn't even offer it as a chance that you're not even going to make them available. It doesn't make sense yeah. to me. So <laughs> I'm confused. Well, on that note and kind of... Uh, it remains to be seen if it's good or bad. I don't know if you read about the PlayStation equivalent of Game Pass. I,
1: I have not. Uh, okay.
0: Well, you being more of an Xbox person, I can understand that you might not have, but PlayStation, yeah. we we talked about often, or we talked about on a couple, at least a couple episodes about Xbox, Xbox Game Pass is definitely superior to PlayStation's uh, version. Right. PlayStation Now and yeah. their, their streaming service. And so... Uh, playstation is coming out uh soon if if i'm not mistaken uh should be uh rolled out perhaps this year and uh they've they've called it let's see what they uh so basically there will be three tiers for it um you will have the essential um you will have uh what do they call it now essential extra and premium those are your three tiers, $10, $13, and $16 a month. What it replaces is PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus. So you will still get your games every month uh, for $10 a month. So to bundle it all together, instead of you paying six, $60 for your uh, your online subscription and your two games a month and all that stuff like is kind of ubiquitous with both yeah. platforms, um, you will pay $10 a month and you will get... The two games plus access to PlayStation Now, if you pay $10, you pay $13, you'll get uh, you get a little bit more. The extra tier, uh, $13, you get the monthly games as well as uh, a number of older like PlayStation uh, 2 and 3 games as well. And then the premium tier is $16 a month. You get the two games, you get the entire uh, PlayStation Now and, and older games backlog, but you also get access to game demos, new games that are coming out. So you'll get to play some of the new games before they ever come out, which is something that play, that Xbox hasn't done, although they do put day one releases on their Game Pass. So, um, so it's kind of like there are benefits to both. It remains to be seen if it's going to be worth the $16, but I, I, you know, I think right now I pay somewhere around that plus the $60. So it actually would save me money to do the $16 if I wanted to do it in play. Um, It's a better deal than what they've currently got. PlayStation now is definitely not Xbox game pass. Um, But um, I think it's, it's a step. I think it's a step in the right direction, but we'll see. So, but that is, that is supposed to come, I believe this year. Um, And, and uh, so, yeah, so that, some some potentially good news in that sea of ups and downs of uh, video game news that's coming out
1: i think it's good i think playstation needs to compete you know with the game pass they've sort of just let it go for such a long time that um you know i think they're quite far behind and like my partner is uh, like a big believer in playstation that's all that he has and uh he's like he w- was playing on my xbox so that's the, i think the first time that he spent that much time playing on an xbox before and yeah, he goes yeah. like you know the playstation is definitely better i was like yeah but the game pass is just unbeatable and he goes no you're right yeah like <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just too many games available like i think from a hardware perspective the xbox one and the playstation that it's it's too different i think the xbox one was quite far behind from a hardware perspective but they closed the gap with game pass so quickly into the life of that console, that it just took it leaps and bounds beyond it. And if you could get your hands on a Xbox Series 1X, I'm sure it would be excellent. It's just, they're still quite hard to find. And not I don't think too many people have 4K TVs yet. Like, right. because there was really, the programming wasn't a priority for 4K. I just think a lot of people haven't done it. So you're looking at an investment of maybe a thousand or twelve hundred dollars to actually get the rig to the point where the xbox one x it has a purpose and and the games for that system are not worth it in my opinion yet you've got you've got cyberpunk which is (laughs) doo-doo um (laughs) and then uh the playstation has much better entries already with um with horizon forbidden west um, which right. came out. And of course, I'm sure you've seen in the news, everybody moaning about how masculine she looks. I mean, I cannot believe people don't realize that women have vellus hairs on their faces. That is what shook me. I'm like, you've obviously never been close enough to a girl. I, like,
0: <laughs> I would imagine the people complaining about that. <laughs> or And they probably don't look at their own face and see I mean, that, you know, people, <laughs> people are not perfect you know people's faces are not perfect and so and who I mean uh, that's so discouraging who cares oh my god who cares
1: I mean listen um, I I like a pretty character like as much as the next person yeah. but like when someone is trying to tell you a story and it's yeah. not a character that you have created and customized to your standards then you need to accept that that is part of the story that's the story they want to tell about that's a right. small athletic girl who looks fairly normal who does extraordinary things great I played tell Life is story.
0: Strange and I loved it I love Life is Strange I am not a an adolescent teen girl I'm I don't know Are if you, you can tell sure? that. I don't know if you can tell that. I'm not. But <laughs> I, I love know. the game. I love the game and and I and I could play that game without having some sort of issue with my own identity. It's like I can get into the skin of the character and enjoy that game for who what it is and who it is. Yeah. You know. Um and so it's it just it again another thing that baffles me is you you obviously have nothing else to worry about if that is what you're worried about right now. You know, not is everyone. her yeah. Mm, anyway, so and you know, I have other reasons for not necessarily playing Horizon, but uh, I think I'd like to play the the sequel anyway. Because right, I could play Horizon on uh, PlayStation now if I wanted to, the the older yeah. one.
1: Yeah. And
0: and I may. I think I'm going to try to before I venture into the other one. I think I'll try to play it a little bit. But uh. But yeah, that's and that's not it. I think that there are some other ridiculous stories out there, but uh, I think we've had enough bad news today. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's true.
0: Uh, all right. So uh, I know we're a little late to this party, but uh, today I'd like to talk about uh, the, the games that we're looking forward to for 2022. I realized that by the time this is published, it will be March uh, and we will be kind of deep into March at this point. And so uh, there have been a number of games already released. Uh, but I'd still like to talk about them. I have about, um, I don't know, seven or eight here that I'm looking forward to over the course of the year. I know there are a lot of indie games that I'm not familiar with yet that, that I'm probably going to pick up as well, but um, I just don't know, know of them yet, you know? So, but there's some big ones here, some of which I've already played. Uh, So I'll talk about them a little bit, uh, but probably not spend a whole lot of time on those and talk about the other ones that I, that I'm actually really looking forward to to jumping into. So how many do you got?
1: I, as usual, have five in most of this. I, as usual,
0: do whatever I want. Yeah, you do whatever you want. Classic. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, But the good news is none of the ones that I'm interested in have come out except for the very first one so i I feel good about that but i think um it's important to note that in 2022 a lot of the large releases still have tbc release dates right it just says 2022 and it's still not published as of the end of february when we prepared these lists so i think we may be excited about games that might not even come out this year they yeah. might come out next year yeah, unfortunately. unfortunately like yeah. <laughs> it seems a bit spicy but since That's you have true. more shall you start off with the one that you already played
0: sure I'll, I'll pick both of those i'll just name those two and then you can do yours so the uh first one a couple episodes ago i talked about sifu was a game sifu was a game i was looking forward to being released this year I talked about it last year but I was looking forward to it this year it came out in January mm-hmm. and uh I have dabbled with it a little bit I haven't played it since I got Elden Ring um understandable but, understand there's just what is it time and plus I w- had been getting my ass handed to me in Sifu enough I said why not let's just change the venue so I can get my ass handed to me <laughs> in in a fantastical world and so uh so I switched gears and played Elden Ring, and Elden Ring, as I was saying at the beginning of the episode, is uh, one of the things that I really enjoy or appreciate about it is the not handholding and the fact that you have all these different classes that I've never seen in any other game. You know, you don't have your traditional warrior class or wizard or any of those. You got prophet, uh, prisoner. Uh, you know, uh, you have a samurai in there. I don't know why it's in there though. I did pick it, uh, but, uh, I, I did this, the samurai and I think the, uh, there's kind of a, a like one, uh, category rogue roguelike class that wears a, a big kind of a, wears a cloak and a hood. And just the way it looked, my wife said, oh, I, I know if I could guess, I would have guessed you picked that one. So she knew already like, just by seeing it, she said, I knew you would have picked that, um, <laughs> But at the same time, it's also to me, they say this is the most accessible uh, Dark Souls or From Souls game, uh, you know, From Software game out there. And that may be true. Um, But if you don't have experience in the world, you will have to watch videos or read about the game before you start playing. Like you won't know what the stats are. So when you go to build your character or even choose a class, you don't know what, you may know what vigor means. You may know what uh, you know, faith is, but I didn't. And I had played Bloodborne and some of these others. So you don't know what those things do. So when you're building your character, like any other RPG, you want to make sure you're putting your skill points into the areas that I want to build so that I can create the kind of character that I was looking to build. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And so without watching a video or two, I mean, IGN had a really good, good one. Uh, those, of, those of you that are familiar with like Demon Souls games, uh, Vat Video is uh, he's a YouTube uh, a YouTuber that that almost exclusively does from software games. He does right. really good lore videos for it, and, and and I've I've fascinating. I've I've enjoyed watching his videos, but he did a like a beginner's guide to it. And I mean, I've taken college courses that were less complex than that than just trying to to choose a class. And then, and then get started at it. So there's the debate of accessibility and all that stuff. truth of the matter is I had fun playing it. It is enjoyable. It's a beautiful game. I am not good at it. I am definitely not going to finish it or get even very close. Uh, I don't know where to go or what to do. It doesn't even really tell you what to do or where to go. It kind of points you in the direction. So if you've played, uh, if you played, oh man, what's the, 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 the game that came on playstation the samurai one where you uh ghost ghost of tsushima oh so yeah
1: i was like ghost you talked about that for weeks yeah
0: i mean it was a great game it's one of my favorite games of all time The ghost of tsushima does this thing where you, if you hit one of the buttons it'll trigger the wind and the wind will blow in the direction of your target and so that tells you where to go in this big open world and i thought that was a fantastic seamless way to not break the immersion and, and let you, you know, and, cause that's supposed to be the spirit wind of like your ancestors and, and such that's telling you where to go. So that's in the theme of the game. In Elden Ring, it'll, it, it'll, it's kind of like a, this golden rainbow that will it's out of sight kind of. So you don't, it's not in your plane or in your line of sight the entire time. So it's not obstructing anything. It's not like distracting, but if you, if you look on your map, it'll show you where it is. So you'll know I'm going in the right direction. Or I'm not going in the right direction to go someplace that I don't know what's there. So, <laughs> but it's telling you where to go, you know, based on lore that I didn't read. So.
1: <sighs> nice classic,
0: Right. And so, yeah. And then you get to the next nightmare monster that's in, in the game that just, you know, that. Makes short work there's
1: like one guy who's like sort of made up of an amalgamation of pieces. He's like the hardest boss. and like, people are getting stuck on it and there's loads of memes about him already
0: there's so many like, memes he has like a pretty game.
1: face and then the rest of it is like pieces of other a things he looks like it's a nightmare yeah. yeah
0: yeah and there's a lot of monsters like that and that's one of the things it's like to me I think it's a bit of morbid curiosity I like I want to go see like what's the next trap if I was good enough I'd like what's the next way I'm about to get killed and and just go down to the dungeon and see the monsters that are in there I mean it's to me it's that part of it is really cool. So this is probably a game that I'd much rather watch somebody else play and, and be successful and get to see the game. And uh, because as much fun as I've had not completing it and getting destroyed, um, it gets old after a while. If I can't see anything new and I have to restart and, and uh, you do get a little bit tired of uh, losing everything I've accumulated and having to go back to the thing that's been kicking my ass all day to get it back. And then, and, you know, I'll come back to this later. So come back to this game later. Uh, But anyway, so those are the two I played so far. Check the boxes. Both of them were worthwhile. I'm not disappointed that I paid for them because I think both of them were good games. They were worthwhile. I want them to put out more stuff. Right. I probably will never buy another From Software game because I'm not good at it. If I can play it on PlayStation now or whatever their service is, I'd absolutely play it um yeah. but it's just not worth the money to me because I'm not good at it so
1: neither am I I feel the same way that's why I don't have any.
0: Them.
1: <laughs> I just know I wouldn't be good because I hate mm-hmm. I I hate dodging I hate trying to remember attack patterns I don't enjoy it it isn't right. fun the only game I'm willing to do it for is Diablo and that's the extent of it you know like that
0: yeah and even that know. I can I can kind of button mash my way through a lot of Diablo so
1: Oh, up until Diablo himself, yeah. For the most right. part, I can, yeah. <laughs> oh, I
0: spammed all my attacks, and I was like, and I was, uh, is it what's the the hunter, the dual wielding crossbow? Yeah, yeah. I was, that was my character, and and I made short work of almost every. I've, I mean, I'm, yeah. I love Diablo, or at least Diablo uh, two, Sorry. three, three, yeah.
1: Well, if those are those are your ones that have already come out, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so my first one that um, has already come out is uh, Dying Light Two. Grand deal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, so Dying Light Two, bizarrely, a zombie game that I loved was the first one, and I, I did didn't you really? Think that I was yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. Uh, the The parkour thing really works for me. I didn't think that it would, and and I've played since then some other games that weren't zombie games that also have this sort of top-of-the-roof-parkour situation. Near like Mirror's Edge type overdrive. stuff. Overdrive. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it just turns out that that is sort of the game that I just naturally become inclined to. I think I have pretty good spatial awareness for like creating paths and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I'm not on the ground with the enemies, I feel less nervous in general, even when being chased because yeah. the spatial awareness is okay. Um, So I I am excited about playing Dying Light 2. It is already out. It came out in the middle of February. Well, middle stroke end of February. Um, It is not on Game Pass from what I've seen. So I'm gonna wait for that because while I did super enjoy it um, because the multiplayer um, element is pretty fun. I do like to play it with other people but guarantee you they're gonna be duping, hacking and they will take the fun away like quite quickly. And you know, I am I am one of those people that's very allured by would you like this overpowered dupe tackle? Like, yes, I would. And then I'm like, oh right. I forgot that ruins the game for me. Oh, <laughs> like after you enjoy it for about 30 minutes, the game isn't fun anymore. Right. Um the only thing I would say about the original dying light is I pretty much avoided being out at night at all. Like, cause that was very scary and yeah. I get very scared. Um and, and, and i would okay. Is it not possible to, to do it. that? um so some missions required you to go out at night and they were very very scary and towards the end of the game i got stuck on a mission where you had to go out at night and it was just too scary and i I never finished it so i probably never finished this game i go into it knowing that which is why i'm not going to buy it full price but if it comes on game pass like i 100 percent would play it because it was great game
0: i have made the decision I don't have to finish any game anymore to enjoy it or to warrant a purchase. I mean, that's the truth is like, I don't have to finish them anymore. And and I don't think even somebody who reviews a game has to finish it. In my opinion, I don't think you do. I don't think you have to finish a game to determine if it's got good mechanics, if it's enjoyable, if it's any of those things, I don't think you have to. Unless
1: it's Cyberpunk 2077 and then please God. Well, I mean, (laughs) you
0: can't even get to the end without all of the other negatives. And then if you actually get to the end, then it's really hammers home that it wasn't worth it you know
1: do you know what's funny about that game though the mantis blades is just it's just easy mode it's easy mode all day like that that is the best enhancement anyone who tries to tell you to use the guns in that game it's a joke like don't bother just use mantis blades and cut people up and like just (laughs) that's the only thing we're doing (laughs) but yeah so dying light is my first one it has just come out um it's early february it's early march now so it's just come out um, I'm sure reviews will be very mixed because it, it well, this isn't a really triple-A, triple-A sort of game, but yeah. it was very good, the first one. I really enjoyed it, and I would play the second one for sure.
0: Oh, I, well, I, that is a game that I'd be interested if If you play it before I do, what you think? Because same things of you, you know, we've talked about it. We're not horror people, so I'm not really keen on being scared based on something I purposefully did to myself. So. <laughs> um yeah I'm with you uh then the the biggest one to me and this is in no particular order but a game that I'm very intrigued about because it's right up my alley in terms of of games that I have enjoyed in the past and that's Starfield uh which is the
1: you cheater (laughs) you cheater you dirty now I published my list in advance did you I didn't read it I didn't read
0: it i Don't read those things. What are you telling?
1: Yeah, well, um, surprise, surprise, a brand new Bethesda IP. We both want to play that's true, alone that's true.
0: And so, I, I definitely don't have to go as uh in depth. And you, and since I've mentioned it and it's on your list, I'm i'm assuming at this point, um, should have probably looked at that. <laughs> but so, so Starfield is uh, I don't know a lot about it. I've read it and I've looked, looked online, I've been on the website and stuff and so i'm trying to limit uh the amount of information i get about it other other than that it's uh you know a bethesda game where it's all of those bethesda variables that we that we know and love and are interested in and 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 kind of attract us to their games are involved and so um you know, well, it's a... I
1: mean, like we're you know, we're talking about it, so let's just talk about it. Yeah, like, yeah. To, uh, E3 2018 is when we first heard about this game. That is a long wait. That That's is right. a pre-COVID, post-COVID wait situation. Right. And um, you know, it's an action RPG. This is what, in my opinion, Bethesda does best. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a space opera. This is what right. we want them to be doing. Um, and my only criticism is that as far as i know it's only coming out for the new gen um microsoft consoles it's not coming out on the It's only coming on on uh xbox series x and s i don't think it's going to come out for the one so that that is the sort of game that i'm gonna have to buy the new console for because i'm not going to yeah you know (laughs) i'm not gonna wait um, but yeah it, it looks like a it looks like a really great game it apparently has like different factions um, and the main faction is like a group of human explorers and you know it's supposed to be similar in some ways to Skyrim and um, you're gonna be able to fly around in space yeah there's a steam page for it already um, ah. there is yeah and um, all the trailers that they previously released they haven't released anything like new in terms of their trailers but it it can't possibly be trash because this is bethesda's wheelhouse i I feel like right you know action rpgs
0: as as long as they can keep nfts and microtransactions out of it for any reason at all i mean they're just they're gonna have them no for
1: way. sure i'm sure they're gonna have well them. i mean <laughs> NFTs i
0: can avoid nfts i can avoid and that's not necessarily that shouldn't affect gameplay but um to add any microtransactions is is ludicrous and, and and uh unnecessary and so i'm on the website and it's 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 based it has it's they have their own engine that they're running it off of which uh oh god now, now I, I just got
1: worried.
0: Well, that's that was what I was about to say. That's the only thing I look at that gave any red flag. The fact that it's got a hard release date of November, uh, yeah. November eleventh, is good sign. Um, yeah. they've put it off far enough that they, if they had to make a change, I guess they could. But um, you know, that still gives them a lot of time to 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 get work the kinks out of it, um, or at least get get it to a playable state. Uh, I hope that they've done everything else that they do so well, like you said, as an action RPG and have a decent have a good story, the different factions,
1: the story will be flawless, the like, the characters will be interesting. This is what they do. Well, like, right, I I don't know, I can forgive Bethesda a lot of things, you know, I, to this day, I don't have any problems with anything I've ever played that they've put out, you know,
0: right? Yeah.
1: because to me graphical bugs and glitches are not the end of the world. No. You know, like I that's not actually a problem for me. Like I'm playing a, the only video game I'm playing right now has graphics that would be at home on a PS1, you know, like
0: <laughs> Right. So
1: it's not a problem. Yeah, that's super exciting. It was definitely on my list. Cool.
0: Went well, no. So and and that may have been our biggest uh it's not. It, but it is one I'm looking forward to most. Like if it, if I only ended up playing one game this year, it might have been starfield
1: <laughs> um based on the reviews that might be the one game that gets me to buy the series x yeah you know because there have been restocks people have been sending me the links but i'm like i don't have 4k tv right. do you know what i mean yeah. and i i, I don't want to rip my tv off the wall but you know like i'm not going to be here forever why why would i let's just wait i'm, I'm right, gonna move soon yes. like soon yeah. tm you know like
0: <laughs> yeah well and even if even if uh to me again, the, the 4k doesn't, I don't care. Like, I don't care about the 4k. I'd play it on a 720p. I don't care, but I know, I know, but I, but I would, because you know, if I had a 50 inch 720p to play these games on, I'd, I'd still play the game. Like the, to me in the end, the graphics aren't nearly as important as being able to, to experience the game. And so if I can't get the, the maximum Hertz or the maximum frames per second, I'm like, meh. I'm not a first person shooter. So I really don't give a shit. So, right. um, yeah, anyway. So, uh, my next one that I'm, that I'm looking forward to very much, uh, and it's again, in, it's in, my wheelhouse is the, you know, third person over the shoulder, God of war, Ragnarok. Um, I know you don't have a PlayStation on your list. Yeah. I know you don't have a PlayStation. See, this is one I should have led with because you don't like, you don't have a PlayStation. Yeah. No, um,
1: chance. No, no chance. No chance. This
0: would have been on your list uh god of war ragnarok uh god of war was i believe it was the game of the year for me uh when it came out 2018 i guess it was yeah. um it feels
1: like a lifetime ago. i know
0: it does it's 2018 or 2019 you know and mm-hmm. um they're building on the lore that they created there one of the most to me one of the most fascinating interesting things that they did was move from greek mythology to norse mythology and start to deal with the gods of a different uh, you know pantheon, different gods in yeah. different pantheons so uh you know and and a different take on all of them so you they it, probably a more uh realistic a truer take on north norse mythology than what we've seen obviously in the marvel movies but also just outside of maybe uh you know a a uh, just a faithful adaptation of the pantheon so um that was a, it was very compelling. Uh don't want to spoil anything if you haven't played the original one, because the ending does reveal a couple things about the potential direction they're going to take it mm-hmm. going forward. Um, but if you know a little bit about, uh, you know, Norse mythology, then you know Ragnarok is kind of the end of, of, uh, or the, re- the yeah, resetting. It's
1: like... Yeah, it's it's like the revelation. It's like the
0: Latin right, revelation. right. Yeah. It's of 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 their of their culture, and so of, of the whole world, really. So, um, and the bringing forth of that, uh, and so I'm interested to see where they go with that. I I, I hope it's not on a PS5 because you still can't get those around here. But, um, you know, if I had to get a PS5 to play it, I guess I'd save my pennies. But it is definitely a game I'm looking forward to. The first one was great. They had a lot of optional content that you didn't necessarily even have, you didn't have to do, um, but was fun to kind of dabble in and, you know, much like Elden Ring, there were some spots that like, this is specifically for somebody who optional content that if you're, if you're really, uh, if you really want the challenge, you can go do. Um, I think the whole, the whole series of Valkyries. So there, I think there were, there were a number of Valkyries, like six or eight Valkyries that you could find throughout the game. And they were the most challenging fights in the game was to fight the Valkyries. And there's, and the last one I watched somebody fight, I was like, that's impossible. There's just no way. I don't know how you did that, but even if you beat it, I don't believe you. It's impossible.
1: <laughs> Hashtag liar. <laughs> Hashtag liar.
0: Yeah. Um, Cause I fought, I fought the very first one and uh should be no surprise that it was unsuccessful and uh you know I was like huh, I did that all right let's do something else not going to go back in there again um but I was able to enjoy it uh I was able to finish the game it's one of the one of the games that I finished that year um (laughs) I think I think you know I can count it on one hand the ones I finished but a lot of times it has to do with not just how accessible or easy the game is but how how invested I am in the story that I'm willing to put up with any of the other faults or some of the trials to get past that hump. Like if I'm not really, I don't know anything about Elden Ring's story. I can't tell you anything about it. I can't tell you anything about demon souls and it's purposeful. You know, it's, it's embedded in the game and the reading. There's a whole lot of interaction between the environment that you have to have to get the story. And uh, I'm just not as invested in it uh, to do that. And so I'm not invested in the game to the same extent. You know, that's one reason why I get drawn to Starfield or I get drawn to some of these other games. Cause it, it'll slow down enough that you can get that part of the story if you really want to. Some of it's read to you. Some of it is spoken in dialogue, um, but it's compelling enough that it's like, yeah, I want to continue. I want to, I want to see what happens next. I want to get to that next part. And in Elden Ring and some of these other games, it just seems like I'm, it just seemed, it really seems like purgatory. You are in a place that is only meant to be punishing and, and, and that's it. Like, if, if you didn't know anything else about the game, you just think, well, this is, this is where, oh, it's not Epictetus, but uh, what's his name? The guy that has to push the, the stone up the hill in, in, uh,
1: Oh. I know what you mean. You know,
0: uh, yeah. that's and what it, just it seems. Keeps like.
1: rolling down. And then
0: it rolls down, and you got to do it yeah. again. You know, that's what that's what Elden Ring seems <laughs> like to me, in any Dark Souls game. It's not. It is what it is. You know, and and yeah. you know that going into it. So, but yeah, God of War Ragnarok. Looking forward to. It.
1: Excellent. Well, one I know you won't have on your list is a uh, Slime Rancher two baby blah blah.
0: <laughs> Didn't wasn't even a consideration. No.
1: Listen that game was fun man. it is fun like it was super fun like you just suck up little slimes and you shoot them into your little thing you have like little farm yeah full of little slimes and they're happy and they're blubbing around and there are chickens involved and i'm not sure how it all works and sometimes the slimes combine they make other slimes and i still don't know how that works sometimes they get sick and then you gotta kill them sometimes they, they, they get, get bad
0: like they go evil yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah
1: sometimes they go evil and they're all different kinds listen that, that That game, I I'm never gonna be good at it, but boy did I have fun doing it. You know, like I was not really keeping up with what the game wanted me to do. I was just sort of doing my own little missions, making up my own mission. Um, But Slime Rancher two, it looks like more of the same, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I I'm excited to see the the worlds. Like there was some pretty like nice looking textures and environments and things, and I don't know, it was just mindless fun so yeah as far as i'm concerned there's nothing wrong with that like let's just do more of that that's right so it's supposed to come out this year and i will definitely play it because it looks cute and it, was, it will be on game pass because the last one was as well yeah. so i i don't doubt this will be on game pass
0: yeah it game the first game or slime rancher I, I i did enjoy what i played of it um and i imagine that it wouldn't be all that hard to figure out i mean there's some signs you could read that'll tell you like what does this slime eat what does this slime eat and these slimes will actually eat these slimes. And if you accidentally put these two together, that's about to ruin your game because then they won't stay in their damn house and they'll jump out and they'll eat everything. Um, Yeah. I mean, and that was fun. I I agree. That was, that was definitely fun, but it's just, yeah, I wasn't, it wasn't as interested in it, but I'm glad that you are, that it has found a fan. Uh, So
1: yeah. Blah, blah.
0: Blah. (laughs) So one that I don't think is on yours, uh, As I, you know, seeing as how I haven't read it, um, Hogwarts Legacy is supposed to come out, (laughs) yeah. No, (laughs) I figured. Um, I, I, you know, I love the lore. I'm actually really looking forward to the new movie that's coming out. I think that they've remedied some of the issues that were in uh, the Fantastical or Fantastic Beasts, uh, which anybody that saw that movie, I don't think you remember the story. I would. I would almost guarantee you don't remember the story, but you remember the beast.
1: You'll find that I try to avoid Harry Potter at all costs. (laughs) By
0: you, I mean anybody that I'm that's listening to this. It's like you'd be hard pressed to tell me what the what the story was in there, but the beasts were interesting, and that was the most interesting part of it. And uh, I think now they're actually tying it to an interesting story, and uh, so hopefully that that goes in that direction. They build on what was good, which was the beasts. And then uh, add to it the more complex Dumbledore interaction and and uh, and and the history there at Hogwarts. So I think that there's a lot of really interesting stuff there. But however, that's the movie. In the game, you actually get to be a student. Uh, you you go you get chosen. I love it. Your face is telling everything. <laughs> you get to be. Yeah, you get to be uh, you know a student at Hogwarts, and uh, you're in a particular school or house, and all of that stuff that that I thought was interesting. I loved the books uh, immensely as a you know growing up. And I I came into the books when I was uh, in I guess it I guess the first one came out right as I was in college. So, um, and I loved how the books got more and more serious. Like as the kids got older, the books got darker. And the last two books were, were very dark, you know, and so I loved all that. And I, and I really enjoyed the, the lore and the history and the, and the, and the, and the the stories and and just, and, and the creatures and all the fantastical stuff that's in that. And, and if they did this, if they do this right, I think that game could be a a lot of fun. It's a, you know, a role-playing game set in the world of, of Hogwarts and Harry Potter. So. See, I it.
1: think that you're just going to play it as some escapism from your day job. It'll be like, oh, I'll take that, professor! Blah blah blah. blah. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like-
0: <laughs> A professor playing against other professors. I dig
1: it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I I know that people love Harry Potter. I'm sure it's absolutely fine. It's just there are so many franchises and fandoms in this world that no. I just cannot. I can't get into all of them. So that's one that I've decided to skip.
0: Fair. I, I i don't blame you
1: um but that is you are true it is not on my list and that's why i'm pretty confident my next one is not on your list because i think it's a fandom that you have generally skipped, which is vampire the Masquerade.
0: you would be off. incorrect
1: <laughs> oh okay all right yeah, I, um, this is
0: on my list too
1: okay all right i take it back i take yeah. it back um but i'll tell you as, why after as,
0: you if you after you give your spiel
1: Listen, for me, it's just purely nostalgia. I played Vampire the Masquerade LARP when I was in college and I enjoyed it and I kind of want to spend a bit more time in that world. And as far as I know, you know, this is going to be a much more accessible version of, you know, their games. I think they've had a couple before, but they were never good or accessible or, you know, so I think this one will be on Xbox. I think I'll be able to play it. (laughs) So you know i'm willing to give it a try i might even spend a couple squids on it you know for nostalgia's sake Uh, i know
0: might even buy Uh, it but i
1: don't know anything about it other than oh it's from that franchise cool i'll take a look you know have you watched
0: any of the the Mm -mm. development of it okay no no well that's that's actually what drew me to it so i watched the first and a number of videos when i when i first started watching some of the outside xbox and out and outside extra videos they all played it they all did like the tabletop version of it too uh and they all had their favorite uh class of vampire you know and so had i known about this game i think i would have been all about it you know because you did get to pick a class you did get i mean there was a lot of role-playing elements to it and a lot of story and to me that was fantastic i mean that's exactly my type of of game and it's set in a you know i mean the the which is why I would have thought I liked Werewolf, uh, or the game version, the video game, yeah,
1: version yeah, yeah,
0: of, uh, because of the same things. I mean, there's a lot of role playing involved in all of that, and and you know those traditional monsters. I'm, i I enjoy all of that stuff as well. So uh, I watched some of the development of this second game, and they and it seems like they're building on all of the stuff that they did well in the first game and adding to it so you still have the you know the dialogue the the uh the character creation the class selection all of those things that that i really like in role-playing games that's my favorite type of game and uh and just making it better and so i was like man that's right up my alley that's i don't have any idea what the story was in the first game uh but uh i don't that's not gonna that would not stop me from wanting to play this one or or, uh, picking it up so
1: yeah, um, it's just come out, actually, as well. It, it's just come out in February, so.
0: Really? Okay. Yeah,
1: so it, at least it's out in the UK, because um, I can see it for sale now that I've looked at it. I mean, it's 44 pounds. It's a bit steep for a game that I would not consider AAA in any way.
0: Yeah, but um, still, if that's a if that is a full game, that's an underpriced full game release, isn't it?
1: yeah it is it is but i think i think they very much know um i think they very much know what their market niche is but yeah it's supposed to be a full rpg so i'm looking forward to i'm just looking at its backwards compatibility you can play it on the xbox one as well and the ps4 well
0: to me that's a their 2004
1: release was only on pc so it was never something that i picked up
0: okay i i'm gonna look at that then um but uh, you know i it still was a game that i was interested in if it's cheaper and it's still good man that's even better you know that yeah it's way
1: cheaper than a full price release yeah Yeah. i was expecting it to be more around the 30 pound mark i have to be honest but maybe it's better than i thought so it's worth taking a look at i'll I'll wait for it to be a little bit cheaper pick it up use but yeah it does sound good um okay so we both had that one all right what do you got
0: i got two left Um, i have one
1: left so you go ahead
0: OK, good. Well, uh, then I will I will give a more uh, probably one that that you might have been able to guess or it's it's more a little more obvious. Uh, I, I do want to play Horizon uh, Forbidden West. Um, I've I've I dabbled. I think I played a little bit. I at least started the the beginning introduction, the the um, tutorial, basically, you know, on how to play and and all that. I, I did that. For Horizon, I just haven't gotten much further than that. But I've watched a number of videos on it. I watched Gerard, the Completionist. Uh, he completed Horizon Forbidden West, and uh, you know, so another, a number of other games. And and didn't watch any spoilers, but I did want to get a good idea of of kind of what it entails, and and uh, and 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 just basically to solidify uh, what I what I'd already kind of believed. Is the first one was done so well, and and it was uh, just a really high quality game and gaming experience and a, and a good, uh, I don't mascot, maybe the wrong word, but I mean, basically face for the PlayStation, uh, because it has a PlayStation exclusive that just a positive, all positive all around, whether it be the representation to, uh, to the story to, you know, and, and as, from what I understand, the story is a little hard to, to, it's not hard to track. It's like, it's out there like the story is out there. And so just park your brain and enjoy the story for what it is. (laughs) You know, I mean, they're robot dinosaurs, man. It's just, that's the cool part. Yeah. you know, who who cares what the story is? It's it's freaking robot. And you get to ride one. So that's even better.
1: Yeah, it's freaking robot dinosaurs,
0: man. Robot dinosaurs. It's all the things that I loved as a little boy. So um, Horizon Forbidden West, definitely looking forward to it. Tried to kind of limit again what I do know about the story so that I can just enjoy it whenever I get to it. So,
1: Right. Yeah. Listen, if I had a PlayStation, I would definitely play it. It looks good. I think they really worked on the graphics as well. So I think it's going to make good use of the next gen hardware, um, which I think is a real driver for early adoption of that hardware. Uh, But for me, the last one is, and this is sort of out there because I can't remember if I ever actually played it or if my ex husband played it i mean i know that he played it but i'm not i'm not even sure if i played it but i remember that one of us liked it yeah <laughs> and that's saints row so i don't remember if it was me i think it and was you i don't even i don't even know i know for sure that he played it i don't know if i also played it unclear um <laughs> but uh they they have a new one coming out it's i don't know technically maybe it's saints row 5 i'm not sure but there is a new one coming out I generally do like that sort of game, so I'd be keen to, you know, get into it. However, it's the literal last one on my list because I would not spend any money on it. Only because the last time I interacted with the franchise was so long ago, I can't remember if I actually enjoyed it or if someone else I was watching play was having such a great time. (laughs) <laughs> you know, that's, <laughs> so that's a, that's sort of the, the big question for me. Um, but it is coming out. It, it's got a 2022 sort of um, release date, like general release date. Um, it doesn't have like a, a day confirmed. It, it says the 23rd of August, but I don't know how set in stone that is. Right. Because it's just scheduled. So who knows Uh, but it is going to still be on the xbox one that was sort of an important factor for me when i was making this list yeah um and yeah i mean who doesn't like action adventure like i i really think that it's it's a genre that's usually done well um and the graphics look nice can't really complain about it but Once again, the last video game, I don't remember if I loved it or if somebody else loved it. And I was just like, yeah, your energy is great. So um, that's why it's the very last one on my list. It's not something that I'm going to be spending any money on it myself whatsoever, not a penny. If it's Game Pass, I will play it. But it did look good but the the pickings were slim this year they were very slim because i think game studios are still reeling from the pandemic having to work you know from home and people's internet connections are not up to the standard required for rasterizing huge video game files like i get it um and i think that just sort of shows the industry you know that they they really aren't prepared for this sort of thing um and maybe they should think of alternate ways to develop games in the future, but there are some cool things coming out. I think that's a positive thing that we need to focus on.
0: <laughs> right. Right. No, that's true. Absolutely. And, and I, and my last game um, that, and then to kind of r- wrap this up is, is a similar uh, I guess, a similar case to what you were just discussing uh, about, like, if it's, I may buy it uh, because I imagine it's going to be, a, you know, a, 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 a cheaper game comparatively because it's an indie game that uh you know is not it's not graphically impressive or anything like that i don't know that uh you know so it, it may be 20 bucks 19 bucks something like that i don't know yet but oxen free 2 i really enjoyed yeah. the first story i enjoyed uh it was a very strange uh game uh you know that uh that had a lot of dark themes to it and stuff like I that. I played but it
1: a bit as well. It was all right. I didn't finish yeah. it, but yeah like, I could see why people would like it. Like I, yeah I had a good time for an hour or so.
0: I enjoyed it and I enjoyed the I enjoyed the story and the characters and I thought that it and it was it was uh it piqued my interest. It kept my interest throughout I wanted to know what happened next. It was kind of a simple game that I could pick up and play. There's not a lot of mechanics to it. It's very story driven so um and it had some puzzles in in it and stuff like that but generally speaking it was it was story driven and so games like that are that's my bag that's what I really enjoy and uh and it's supposed to come out this year so uh I'm definitely I am looking forward to that and I'm it of these games um you know I probably will play it I am much more likely to play it than even Horizon to be honest uh whenever it's released so I get to Horizon you know those games that that's that's going to take dozens of hours to complete or finish. And so I I can't separate it. When I think of a game, I'm like, that's part of what the package when you buy it. And do I want to spend money or even start and invest time in something that I know for a fact I'm not going to finish? And I, uh, you know, so sometimes I have a harder time pulling the trigger on something like that. Oxen free may take a few hours to finish, uh, and I'm OK with that. That's like Kentucky Route Zero. I haven't finished yet. But it's a it's a very fascinating, confusing but fascinating game that has a decent story and and uh, I could go pick it up after a few months and I'd get back into the story and play it again. And Oxenfree is kind of like that. I don't have to right. reteach or relearn how to how to do the mechanics and and uh, you know teach myself how to play it again. So yeah, okay. well, good. There the the best part I think about all this is uh, we. You know, we we're kind of on the other, hopefully, on the other end of the pandemic. We we ha- we're gonna have a lot of games that are released, a lot of good games that may have been released earlier, but now they're they're back on the timeline. And so, uh, you know, it could be an exciting time to be a game gamer and a fan of games. So,
1: yeah, I think that's probably pretty accurate. <laughs>
0: yeah. 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 Um, well, all right. Well, that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebel. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion. All the notes from this week's episode will be posted on our site at woodpeak.com. If you'd like to add to the discussion or reach out with questions, sound off in the comments or message us at Facebook or, or on Instagram at Retro Rebel Podcast. And please head over to wherever you download and rate our show because that really helps us. Until the next time.
1: See you later.